Oh, good morning, everybody. It is a lovely Monday morning, October 15th. And it's a time for another edition of Drive-By Board Gaming. So today, I'm going to talk about just a spectacular weekend that I had. I had a couple of friends come up. It was FlatCon weekend here in central Illinois. Um, first time I haven't gone to FlatCon since before I heard about it in 2014. But that's because we were busy playing our own games. And it was a magnificent time of playing lots of different games, playing lots of games we know, playing lots of games that we that are longer, a little bit heavier, in the mid to heavy range. And it didn't disappoint. Last year we got about 14 games in. This year we got a little bit of a later start. It started on Friday. And so we only got 11 in. Te well, technically 12, but I didn't play one because uh, my kids wanted to play one and we had more players than we could handle. So, start off we played a game of scythe something that i've played a lot lately in fact it was my 23rd play of the year which now puts scythe at the most played game of the year above castles of burgundy the dice game which is pretty significant considering castles of burgundy the dice game takes about five minutes to play five ten minutes and scythe can take up to an hour and a half two hours um, but it was four of us it was Bill, Mark, and my son Isaac, and we played, and I was the Crimean faction, Bill was Saxony, um, Isaac was one of the new factions from Fenris, uh, known as Vesna, <coughs> and Mark played the Nordic faction, and everything went pretty well uh, throughout the game, pretty smooth. Um, Vesna tried to infiltrate Saxony, got on his encounter space before Saxony did, but Saxony showed him by getting a star and knocking him out with combat. It was pretty funny. Uh, Vesna got to the factory, got to the factory, but in the end the Nordic faction took it by laying down all six of their stars, getting high up on the popularity track, and Mark ended up winning, which I was really happy about because the first time we played this, Mark didn't really enjoy it too much. He's played it a few times since then. He's gotten to like it a little bit more. Um, but I was happy he had a good experience with it. And I had a good experience. I didn't win, but I still always have a good experience with Scythe. Uh, the second game we played was Champions of Midgard. This is one that uh, my friend Bill really enjoys. It has a very much a Norse theme to it. All about fighting trolls, fighting monsters, fighting the Draugr. It's a worker placement game. Put your workers out, then take the actions that of the workers that uh, of the space you put your workers. This is a game that I've about the third time I've played it. I've enjoyed it fair enough, but I've never felt like I got a good grasp on a strategy or a good method to playing the game. But uh, this particular time, I was able to figure some things out. I was able to fight several monsters, and I didn't run into trouble. I remember the last time I played this, I think I went after a monster, and my dice just would not cooperate. This time, dice always cooperated. I always got good rolls. And I ended up winning this game for the first time, which was very unexpected. It was, uh, it was a little unexpected that Mark won side, and it was a little unexpected that I won this one. But it was still 
a very good experience. Really enjoyed it this time. Uh, the cool thing was, is uh, so this is Bill's game. We got to play it on his new player mat. It was basically a mat of the game board. A neoprene mat, which was just really fun to play with. And I know they're coming out with one for Scythe. Wouldn't mind getting it, but I've already spent so much on Scythe, I don't know if I really need a player mat, you know? But anyway, Champs Midgard. Very good game, very fun. Uh, third game we played, which th we started this at about 1.30 in the morning. But we really enjoyed this one. Mark brought up Brass Lancashire. And, or Lancashire, I don't know how you pronounce it. But it's basically the, the latest reprint implementation of the classic game Brass. Classic being just from 10 years ago. I've always wanted to play Brass. I've heard lots of good things about it. I was really excited to give this one a shot, and it did not disappoint. Game's kind of played in two phases. You have the canal phase, where everything connects via canals. Uh, second phase and the rail phase, things get a little bit more expensive, you, things start to ramp up, and I felt the second phase you needed a lot more, <coughs> a lot, you had to think a lot more about each one made, but it was very fun, a very close game until the very end, Bill ended up taking just a very slight lead and ended up winning by just a couple points, but again it was very very good experience. Would definitely play that one again. We did have one issue where in the first round we somehow had fewer cards than we should have had. I think someone drew too many or something. But really great game. Really want to play that again. So we went to bed after that because it was 5 in the morning. And we woke up the next day around 8, 9 o'clock. Yeah, when I have gaming weekends, I get very little sleep. The next, first game we played Saturday morning was Russian Railroads. This was on my list of games that I really wanted to get played. Uh, been in my collection for a while now, but I had not played it this year. So I wanted to get it played this year. And I did, and it was great. And we played the German Railroads expansion. Played with those boards. Um, we did not play with the coal module. We did play with an extra question mark card. Um, the, uh, yeah, the German Railroads boards, which allowed you to have different uh, you know, modular track bonuses. So, uh, what was really fun about this, so my, my son Isaac played the first couple games with us, played Champions of Midgard and Scythe with us. This one, my daughter Amelia played with us. And Amelia doesn't play a lot of games, but she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give this one a try. And she did great. She played very well, very competitively. Um, the she, she got about 240 points, which is very respectable in uh, Russian Railroads. Uh, for this particular game, Bill and I really went head-to-head -head and ended up coming within about three points of each other toward the end. Bill had a lot of... Um, engineers. I think he got four of the engineers throughout the game. He also developed his industry track pretty well. Got a lot of other good solid point spaces on the board. I I got second place in engineers. I did a little of everything. I was focusing more on the question marks. 
trying to get four of those. I don't think I was able to get four of those, but I got three of them. And I also had the, the gray 20 space on the top track. Pretty competitive. I think I won by three points. So, another great game. Glad I got to play it. And now I've, for a game that sits on my shelf most of the year, now my daughter Amelia wants to play this more often. Can do, honey. Can do. After this, we played a game of Suburbia. Suburbia, eh, it was funny because Bill chose this, saying, you know, if no, no one else is going to choose this one, so I'm going to choose this one. And I, I, I've had my fair share of those. Uh, suburbia, you're buying tiles off the board, placing them in kind of this little hex grid, and scoring points, scoring population, raising income, raising reputation. It's a decent little economic game. We played all right. I, I started out really strong, but then fizzled out toward the end. I ended up in last place. I was in first place for much of the first half of the game. Um, but it was an okay experience. I don't know. It's not a game that I like to play terribly often, but it was fine. At Gaia Project, this one I was really looking forward to playing. Big fan of Terra Mystica. Um, been wanting to play Gaia Project for a while. Thought about buying it around Geekway time. Held off, thinking maybe I could play it first. Then it just kind of left my radar, but my friend Mark played it recently. Then he bought it, and Wow, it's a really cool game. If you like Terra Mystica, you will like Gaia Project. It has a lot of similarities, but it is different enough that you are playing a very different game. Uh, instead of the cult tracks, you have technology tracks. You're, you still kind of have the same hierarchy of buildings, and you still build them a lot of the same way. There's a new, new resource called Science that's at play. Uh, there's also these things called QICs. Uh, it's another element that you have. And everything works together to, to try to build your empire, build federations, etc. A lot of fun. I came in dead last. I wasn't able to figure things out early on in the game. I think we got a few rules wrong, like uh, the advanced tech tile. I don't think we played that correctly. But really enjoyed our play of Gaia Project and look forward to playing it again. In fact, my friend Mark even let me borrow the game for until the next time we see each other, which will hopefully be in about a month. So I am looking very forward to giving that a shot, playing some Autumn, uh, maybe playing with another friend or two down here in St. Louis. So really enjoyed that game. That was a fun one. And I will be back with more after this break. All right, we're back, and now on to part two of the amazing FlatCon weekend. Oh, it was a great weekend with Gaia Project. And after Gaia Project, we played one of my favorite games that I played this year, a new-to-me game for this year, Pulsar 2849. Basically a point salad set in space. You are trying to harness the power of the pulsars, to expand your influence in the galaxy, and of course, the winner gets the most points. I love it in many reasons. Uh, there's dice drafting, similar to Lagrania. There is uh, an exploration board, where you go around this board and search for new planetary systems. You get bonuses that way. There's a transistor system that allows you to get bonuses every round. 
there's just so, there's so many different ways to get points um, but you got to be a little bit focused and you have to be very intentional about what you're doing because there's a lot to do but you're not going to be able to do all of it and in this particular play I had one of my worst game performances I can think of in recent memory uh, my friend Mark actually lapped me on the board. I had a score of 73, which is not very good. Usually high scores are in the 170s, high 100s. Um, this one, I was just obliterated. I, the, the game has some end game goals that you're supposed to try to achieve. I did not achieve any of them. I thought I was going to get one, but didn't end up getting close to that. Um, Oh, there was something else I was going to mention. Oh, there's there's an avenue in the game to get extra actions. So typically you get two actions per round. And there's options for you to get a third action. It's called a red die action. And in this game, I think I had maybe one or two red die actions. You're, nor, normally you should have about five or six. I had one to two. It just it wasn't going well. I couldn't figure things out. But I still had a lot of fun playing it anyway. And that was Pulsar 2049. Uh, after that, uh, my friend Bill chose the game Azul, which is a big favorite in our house. My daughter, Lydia, loves this game. And so I, it was late, but I let her come down and play with us. I didn't play. I ended up just watching. And I believe Mark ended up winning that game pretty well. It was a pretty competitive game. Again, Azul is a very nice, short, abstract-ish type of game. Uh, very fun, very easy to play, easy to learn, but difficult to master. Uh, Mark and I actually retired to bed about 11, 11.30 that night. It was late It was late for the night, but I mean, after going to bed at 5 in the morning the night before, we were pretty tired. So I got a good night's sleep. I was very glad for that. The next morning, we kicked it off after breakfast. We played Raiders of the North Sea. This was Mark's pick. And this, I think, was my biggest surprise. So, I played, there were four games that were new to me this weekend. First one was Brand Lan Brass Lancashire. Next was Gaia Project. And both of those games, I kind of knew what to expect. I knew what I was getting into. I knew the type of game I was getting into. And I loved both of them. Was one that I'd heard a lot about, I heard a lot of good things about, but I didn't know much about it. I didn't, I knew it was worker placement, but I didn't know how they incorporated it. I highly encourage anybody to check out Raiders of the North Sea. I thought it was a terrific game, very unique. One, the, so the cool mechanic in this game is it's worker placement, but it's also up workers so every turn you're going to do two things you're going to put down a worker you're going to take the action of where you set that worker down then you're going to pick up a worker can't be the same worker you're going to pick up a worker and take the action of that location so each turn you're going to get two actions uh, and they're going to be different each time and you're going you're you're going to have a choice because there's going to be a certain number of actions on the board and you can go to one, but you all, then you won't be able to do that same action, or you, you know which ones you have a choice of for picking up. So it makes for a lot of good, interesting decisions in this game. The 
other really thing I like about this is the workers. Each of your workers can be one of three different colors, black, gray, or white. And depending on the color of the worker, there are different spots that are available to you, and there are other spots that give you more or give you different items depending on which worker you put down. I love both of these elements. I thought it was a very fun game. It was a lot lighter. It felt like a very light Champions of Midgard. But I highly enjoyed Raiders of the North Sea. I thought it was a great game. One I would certainly play again. May even consider buying. I loved it. Raiders of the North Sea. Go check it out. After that, it was my pick. And I wanted to make sure uh, my kids got a chance to play. Now, my kids did play a lot with us. Uh, my son Isaac played Scythe, Champions of Midgard. Uh, he also played Suburbia with us. Um... Lydia had only so far gotten to play Azul, and so I wanted her to be able to play something, so we picked one of our favorite games, I picked Downforce, which uh, has been one of my bet, one of my favorite games of the year. We first played it at Geekway this year, Lydia and I, and I agree, I, I thought it was my favorite game I played there. It was very simple, reminded me a lot of Formula D meets Camel Up. This idea that you're, uh, you're betting bidding on these cars at the start of the game. So you have a car in the race, and you're moving these cards with these cards in your hand that all have different movements for all of the cars. So you're moving everybody. But then in addition, you're betting on which car you think is going to win. So fairly simple game takes half an hour, 45 minutes really cool. There were five of us. I think I won this game because I I got my car. I had a lot of good cards for it. I bet on it to win the whole time, and I did. I also helped that my kids were helping me win. I was like, I want Daddy to win. Haha, <laughs> yes. Uh, but we played Downforce. Very enjoyable. Um, the next game we played was Bill's Pick. And he opted to play one of Mark's games, Pandemic Rising Tide. Now, one thing to know about me, I am not a cooperative game fan. I've, I play some, some of my, if I were to call them favorites, Pandemic, Pandemic's okay, uh, but I've played it so many times that don't necessarily care to play it a lot. I do like Forbidden Desert, Forbidden Island. We also have Burgle Brothers get me to play them occasionally, but usually cooperative games are not going to be my cup of tea. So I was a little dismayed going into this. I'm like, really? Another pandemic game? Okay, well, we'll go along. Ended up being a lot more fun than I expected. Again, it's it's probably not something I'm going to play very often. Certainly not something I'm going to go out and buy. But Pandemic Rising Tide takes the, the famous pandemic system and it turns it into a game of trying to stop the floodwaters from invading the Netherlands. Interesting concept, interesting theme. I had a pretty good time. The most fun part about this game uh, was there was a turn when we kind of felt like we were on our way to winning and we knew we could win it on my son's next turn or the second, next to second turn, whatever. Um, so it would take us, so it was my turn, then Isaac, then Bill Mark, then me, then Isaac, and we could finish it. 
But I was convinced and Isaac was convinced that we could finish it on Isaac's very next turn and get it done in two turns. Anyone who knows Pandemic knows that things can escalate quickly and even when you think you got it, you're not going to get it. So we tried, we thought, we, well, what if we do this and what if we do this, but we just couldn't do it. Finally, Bill and Mark were like, just, just play it, we'll finish it in six. So we did, we did, we did our best, we tried to stem the tide, literally. And we didn't do, be able to do it in two, but we were able to do it in six. We were still able to win. Um, but pl very pleasantly surprised about Pandemic Rising Tide. We finished it off with one of my favorite games, another top five game. It's funny that we started and ended this um, weekend with a game from my top five. Started with Scythe, and we finished with Great Western Trail. Great Western Trail was one that all three of us wanted to play for the whole weekend. But one of the things that we wanted to do, that, that I wanted to do, was I wanted to make sure that Amelia got a chance to play it. This is one of Millie's favorite games. And so I was like, okay, I, I want to play this, but I want Amelia to play with us. And so she was gone for part of the day on Saturday. She went to bed early on Friday. And so we just never quite got there. And even Sunday, she was at church, so we didn't start out with it. And so Sunday, finally, she was home. We were ready, and we are like, okay, but this is probably going to be the last game. So we started at about 1.30, 2 o'clock. And it was great. Four-player, Great Western Trail. Amelia got to play. I got to play. I went for a cowboy slash engineer strategy, and it actually worked. Because I actually had five cowboys and six engineers, so... I, Felt like I did really good in that regard. And it was spectacular. I ended up winning. Uh, one of the things that I, it helped me win, but it wasn't the deciding factor, was late in the game I got, or someone else uh, got an objective card and then flipped over a San Francisco objective card, which I had, so I was able to get that on my next turn. And, got me uh, five extra points but overall it was a great weekend I love these kind of weekends where I just get together with friends and we do nothing but play games all weekend sure you can do it at conventions but to be able to do it with some close-knit friends and the other thing is is that we did it with games that we already own and so conventions are nice because you get to go you get to try out new games you get to try out games you don't own you buy the games, but then you don't get to play them that often. So this was an opportunity for us to play those games that we love to play. So I hope you enjoyed my list. I'll be back next time with some more talk about games while I'm in the car on the way to work. But I hope you have a great day, and I will see you again.